This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Love to have you interact with us right there. 714 on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. As a matter of fact, if you'll send the word Dallas, just send Dallas right now to 918-262-5072. You'll be signed up to win a pair of tickets to see the Dallas Cowboys. You can also do that by going by the scoreboard sports bar at River Spirit Casino on Thursdays when Pop and Colby are out there broadcasting the show from 3 to 6. They'll have a QR code. You can sign up out there right now. You can Well, not right now, but on Thursdays when they're out there. Hey, congratulations to two Oklahomans, Blake Shelton last night, who got the Social Country Star of 2023 Award at People's Choice Awards. And then he said when, they, when he picked up the award, he said, I'm not sure what this is for but he got it congratulations and country music icon toby keith two oklahomans winning last night Seven fifteen. how about this oklahoman amanda blair she is with the tulsa state fair she joins us now at seven ten on our hotline amanda we just want to find out a little bit about what's new on a stick out there this year so for those of us who want to walk around grunt and eat food what are we looking at this year Good morning. Well, there's a lot of new foods, and just to mention a few on a stick, we've got a grilled teriyaki chicken on a stick, sirloin pickle on a stick, which is steak, pickle, drizzled with cheese, and sprinkled with hot Cheetos. So that one looks very interesting. Oh, yes. I will do that right now. <laughs> a chocolate dip pineapple spears on a stick, and a couple that sound really great that are not on a stick are buffalo chicken, macaroni, and cheese. Apple pie egg rolls, a unique one of Spamalulu pizza, a pizza cheese curd taco, paella, street corn pizza, and a flaming hot Cheeto burger. Wow, those are just some of the new things out there this year. I guess, I mean, when you guys, you, you book people to come into the fair, and I know some people are just coming every year and some kind of travel and, and do this with a certain show, if you will. Do you guys reach out to new people? Do you ask for new people? How do you find these things every year? It's a little bit of both. We accept applications, and we also, all of our existing vendors, you know, they want to have a product that is interesting and unique for patrons to keep coming back to their stands. And so they also get creative. So it's definitely a combination to attract and retain business. We're talking to Amanda Blair from the Tulsa State Fair here at 710 on the Blitz 1170 at 717. All right, Scott, out of what she just mentioned, what would you eat first? Oh, she mentioned cheese curds. That's right down my aisle, <laughs> right down my my wheel wheel right there. That, like, is his, yeah, that is his wheelhouse. You know, he's a guy who's a Wisconsin fan. There's no doubt about that. Now, uh, for, tell people where they can find the listings of all these things. I know you guys do have booth listings and all those kinds of things. So you can find all the foods out there, right? You sure can. On our website, TulsaStateFair.com, we actually have a food finder and a product finder. And on the food finder, it's categorized by um, fried foods, on a stick, traditional, new foods. (laughs) So just go to the food finder and you can definitely uh, figure out where to go. What is your all-time favorite Tulsa State Fair food? Oh my, there's way too many to choose from, but I'm definitely a person that likes traditional Caramel apple, corn dog, and then um, my new favorite right now is the pickle pizza. Oh, yeah. I, I want to try the other thing, the pickle steak on a stick thing you talked about with the Cheetos. And Cheetos are a thing right about now, aren't they? We're putting Cheetos on, on really everything, aren't we? I think so. <laughs> so now I want to ask you if there's anything else new that's really spectacular. I know, you know, like I was watching the billboards for Uncle Cracker, which I thought was cool. A lot of good acts at the fair, a lot of good mus- musical guests. What else might be new out there that we want to talk about or, or not miss? 
Well, we have some new ground shows with the um, Flying Fools High Dive Show. We also have the Return of the Fiddle Contest, which we haven't had since the pandemic. And we have um, Inspiral Circus. And definitely want to mention that the shuttles are back. Yes. So that is new this year. Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. We want people to get here safe, avoid the traffic, and get dropped off right at the Golden Driller. Did you say Flying Fools? Is that what they're called? Yes. It is a traveling high dive show. So they actually go up scaffolding into a high dive and jump into a temporary pool. So it's a very unique and exciting show. Anybody who calls themselves the Flying Fools is worth watching. The only <laughs> thing might be better is the water skiing squirrel, which was always a good time. Amanda, we just wanted to get a quick visit, and thanks. Uh, thank you for the ideas of what's ahead. We'll make sure that we can put this somewhere in our social media so people can find it. And we hope the weather stays as nice as it looks like it's going to, and the fair has a great run. And when you run into Andrus out there today, tell him I said hi. I sure will. Thanks so much. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda Blair with the Tulsa State Fair. 719 here on the Blitz 1170. Rick Corey and Scott File. Uh, Mark Andrews, who runs, you know, Expo, is a former Tulsa cop. And when I got a hold of him the other day, I asked him about, you know, talking to somebody, and he, he gave me Amanda's number. And he told me at the time, and I'd, I'd missed this, that former police chief Bob Dick had passed away. And I knew Bob a little bit, too, uh, and a, a really nice guy and, and one of the more important police chiefs in Tulsa's history. So uh, thanks to you know, thanks to Mark to getting us in touch with Amanda at the same time he was helping to plan that funeral. 719 here on the Blitz 1170. I want that. I want that steak and pickle and, <laughs> and Cheeto. I thing. want the cheese curd tacos. Right now. How can that be bad? And why did we not why did we not do that before? I mean, why didn't you come up with it? You're a cheese curd guy. I know, right? I mean, you really, you can put cheese curds on anything, so <laughs> can't go wrong. It's a win-win situation. Right. But anytime you have a favorite food, I mean, you sound like you sound like Eddie now from vacation. You can sprinkle it right on ice cream. You just eat it right out of the can. I mean, no, no matter what your favorite food is, isn't your line always going to be, well, you can put it on anything, really? Not always, no. Name something you wouldn't say that about. I'm sure there's something you can put. Like, I wouldn't put cheese curds on salad. Why not? People put fried chicken on salad. People put steak on salad. Why wouldn't you put cheese curds on salad? I guess you could. Tell me something cheese curds would be bad on. Ice cream, maybe. Yeah. I'd give you that. I don't know that I don't know that it would enhance a funnel cake. <laughs> no. The the sweet and the cheese, no. No, it would not. Uh, uh, Seven twenty one on the Blitz eleven seventy. All right. You know what? I'd love to know. What's your favorite fair food? Uh right now. Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Come on, let's get to those phones. It's a Friday. Text that number, nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. What is your favorite fair food? All right. Let's get to the Travis Kelsey, uh the latest Travis Kelsey. Uh, controversy. All right, it's not a controversy. I understand that. However, Scott File, when this thing first started, said to me, all right, Scott, what it was that you said? Oh, I said I was all on board the conspiracy theory, and yep. I said this was all planned, this is all orchestrated. Mm-hmm. All right, do you know who L. Duncan is? No. She's a sports center anchor, and she also has um, her own our own podcast, like, you know, everybody does. And she was on another podcast and was loud and clear agreeing with Scott File. Here is her thought on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, which, by the way, are we calling him Kel Swift or 
or K-Swift. K-Swift. Or, yeah, how, how are we going to, because you got to have one, right? you got to have a moniker for these two. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have to come up with that yeah, one as you well. You have to have some kind of hashtag. Right, yeah. we're, we're going to have to think about that one. Here's Elle Duncan and what she thinks. It's a stunt. It's a stunt. And there was nothing more clear than it was a stunt than watching them leave the arena together. He looked nervous. He looked like he had zero game. It was the most platonic walk of all time. That's all I kept thinking when they were walking by. Platonic. He's never touched that woman. They're not dating. This is a stunt. Now, when I said he does not know that woman. He doesn't know that woman. Okay, maybe he does. Apparently he does. They're not dating. The most private, the most private pop star we've ever seen in terms of celebrities. We never find out who she's dating until she writes about them years later. <laughs> and I'm supposed to believe that she's got a real thing brewing after what I saw on Sunday? Lies. No. No. I will die on this hill. They are not dating. <laughs> I will die on this hill. I said the same thing in that video <laughs> when they were leaving the stadium. And also, if you if you watch the highlights... Mom looks irritated that she, that they're in the box. Mom did, yes. Mom and, did. And you, and you know, with all the selfies and all the yep. stuff going on behind them, you know that just irritated mom. Yep. She was there to, to watch her son. And yep. she just looked irritated. Yes, she did. There's no doubt. And I had not seen the full, you know, it's not very long, what, six, seven cl- second clip of them walking out together. But he does look uncomfortable. Yeah. And then her saying. And she's just like, man. Her saying he's got no game. Listen, this is right here again. It's a stunt. It's a stunt. And there was nothing more clear than it was a stunt than watching them leave the arena together. He looked nervous. He looked like he had zero game. <laughs> All right, that's post game. Obviously, he had pretty good game during the game. Zero game post game, right? And Bruce said to me last night, Bruce Howard, my broadcast partner, when I got in the booth, he goes, Did you hear somebody asked? Patrick Mahomes, after that game, did you feel pressure to throw a touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey because Taylor Swift was there? And Bruce thought it was a bad question. I thought it was a good question. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're Patrick Mahomes and you know she's up there, and then Mahomes said yesterday he got to meet her later at the party where they closed down a restaurant. And by the way, if I'm at that restaurant, and that's a pretty pricey place, and I'm eating, and they come up to me and they say, you got to go. I said I'm the irritated. same thing because there was a, there was a couple there that uh, they said that, uh, you know, Travis paid for their meal, yeah. but then they got moved to another area. You're right. I'd be furious. Now, if they just tell me I got to move to another area, I'm kind of okay with that. But if you tell me, look, you got to pack up and go, I'm going to be miffed. I don't care if somebody else pays for my meal or not. No, anyway, I, I agree with you. So L. Duncan is on, she's right there with you. Now, here's my question. Who, why would you make it up? Travis Kelsey doesn't mean, Swifties are going, oh, look, she put him on the map. No, darling. I'm sorry. That's not how that worked. Travis Kelsey was already on the map. Did he, did she put him on the map for people who have no idea what a sports ball is? Yes. yes. Right. Right. But did that really help Travis? Well, it did help Travis Kelsey's Twitter followers and jersey sales. And the NFL loves it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. They, which is why. I mean, look at all the publicity this yes. Jets game is getting this weekend now already. Ticket prices went up. It's now one, and it's expected to be possibly one of the most watched games, if not the most watched game in the history of the game because of her. Although, think- although they said uh, she had played MetLife, or I don't know when, earlier this mm-hmm. year. And they said the median price for her concert was $1,300, which I think is ridiculous. <laughs> but the NFL tickets weren't, I mean, they were, I think the median is like 
four five hundred now for that. So like even with that, the ticket prices still aren't anywhere close to what she was getting for her concerts. Well, no, no, but still, I mean, which it's is still really crazy expensive. to think. All right, but it makes you wonder. All right, so if this is a setup for who? I mean, the NFL doesn't need the publicity. It's already the the king cat daddy. So it doesn't need that. Travis Kelsey doesn't need it, and she. I'm no, not but sure. it doesn't hurt. No, of course it doesn't hurt. There's no such thing as bad publicity, but she doesn't need it either. Why would it be? And you know, part of him looking uncomfortable might just be, you know, she's pretty private, as L. Duncan just said, and the the fact that they were even being pictured together. You know, and and they're not holding hands or touching at all when they walk out, which is why she said very platonic walk. And and if if they, they you know they they claim we've heard Travis say you know he wants he wants his private life to stay private or whatever. Please. They could have snuck her around the back yeah, too, please. and and they could not have walked out together. But he walked right there in front of everybody. So I don't think he wants anything to stay private. That dude, he's he's got he's on a, a ten podcasts a day and things like he's he's got his own. He and his brother talking about it on their podcast. I don't think he cares about it being private. He can say that all day. And, and, until it becomes intrusive, right? I get that. But I think the funniest thing she said was, he's never touched that woman. <laughs> uh, so so there are those out there who believe this whole Travis, Kelsey, and, and Taylor Swift thing is conspiracy. I, I so what's the over-under on when this ends? The relationship or whatever you want to call yeah, well, it. Yeah, that's the hard part because there's no chance. I mean, he's busy during the week. I mean, sure, I'm sure he has some time. And she's got a concert schedule. There's no time they can be together enough to be irritated with each other. Although she tends to get irritated, at least, at least it seems, with somebody pretty quickly. And as you know, Desmond Ritter said yesterday, she's already writing the breakup songs. <laughs> oh, I, I, like I said, she wrote them in the back of the limo on the way to Arrowhead before the game even started. So they're in the can. They're... And you know what? Even then, it'll make Travis Kelsey even even more popular. There's no doubt about that. I I do wonder what the over under on on fans for this one will be. Not just in the stadium, but when we're talking about actual viewing, because they're just going to want to watch. You you're going to watch a lot of things. How good are the pictures with her up there? Who else is up there? Because this is New York, right? So anybody else who and what wants, is she eating? Yeah, right. Not yeah. seemingly ranch. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. That's so funny. I think she had chicken strips with ranch. <laughs> Seemingly ranch. <laughs> what what are we doing, man? Uh, this, uh, but this is New York, and everybody wants to be pictured with somebody in New York. Who shows up in that booth? How many people can they get in that booth? I don't know how big that booth is. Who else is going to show up there? You know, if this had been the past, you would expect a mayor to be there. But somebody else is going to be in that booth trying to get in the shot. And who doesn't get in? Yeah. Who gets locked out? Right, like Kevin Hart after the Eagles when they when they threw him off the field <laughs> and you can't get down there. Oh, well, what's the over-under on that one, too? It is 729 here on the Blitz 1170. You've got a text at 918-262-5072 because I ask. All right, so what's your favorite all-time uh, fair food? Roasted corn. That's a good get. That's a good one. That, that, that street corn they do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll that's uh, you can't go wrong with good corn. No, that'll curl your toes a little bit. Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. What's your favorite uh, one of overall? And hey, look, I, you know, you may think it's silly, but I'd like to know: Do you think this whole thing's a put on? And if so, why? Yes, What's it for? yes, it is. <laughs> Let's you know we can be serious in a minute though. Keith Riggs is going to be here in a second. You know, he might not even know who Taylor Swift is <laughs> because this dude focuses on football. You're going to hear Jinx football tonight right here on The Blitz, and we'll preview that game with Keith Riggs, head football coach at Jinx, coming up next here on The Blitz. 
And Dan Patrick, he comes up in less than an hour and a half. It's also your home for Jinx football, and you'll hear the Trojans tonight as they take on Westmore right here on the Blitz 1170. Recording Scott File in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Uh, we've still got that text question out at 918-262-5072 about your favorite fair foods. We've gotten a couple of those coming in for us. And we got one answer here about why... Uh, what this whole Travis, uh, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift thing's about. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, I'm not going to ask you. I, I, Keith, uh, I guess I could ask you, you think this whole Travis, Kelsey, and um, Taylor Swift thing is a put-on, or do you care at all? It does not really matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be your answer. I was. I said before the break, uh, you know who Taylor Swift is, right? Yes, sir. Okay. I, you know, you're pretty focused on football. I, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if you'd kind of nosed right on past that one. All right, let's get into football tonight. At home against Westmore, a 2-2 two and two team. Your team coming off two wins. How are you feeling right about now? Well, good, I think. You know, last week we had a really good win, uh, got off to a fast start, played really well in all phases of the game, and, uh, you know, we we need to just take another step forward tonight and, and – uh, keep getting a little better each week. Uh, Westmore has a really good football team. They big comeback last week against Moore for the win and uh, some dangerous uh, weapons on offense that can score quickly. So uh, it'll, this will be a good step for us. Yeah, and it's a previously unbeaten Moore team that they were able to go in there and win and, and win against, pardon me. All right, so you say keep improving, and certainly that's what your teams almost always do. It's everybody's goal. What do you get better at right now? Well, you know, the thing that we've really tried to focus on uh, the last few weeks is just uh, consistency. You know, that that's something that was really missing early in the season. Uh, we would do some great things, and then we would turn around and do some not-so-great things. Uh, and so we have, we've made a big focus on that, and our kids are, are getting better at it. We certainly, you know, still have room to improve. Uh, you know, our, our new starters are starting to get a little more comfortable, uh, in their roles and, and our guys that are, that are, you know, rotating in as well. And so, um, all those things, you know, we just have to take the next step. I asked Bill Blankenship this question the other day, and I'll ask you the same thing. It's hard to believe, but tonight is week five. We're already at the halfway point of the season. It seems like just yesterday, you guys were starting fall camp how do you keep your guys motivated right now? Because this is kind of like, you know, the grind of the season. You know, the district play is just getting underway. The playoffs are still, you know, a month and a half away. How do you keep your guys kind of motivated and focused right now during this grind part of the season? Uh, it is it is tough, you know, weeks five through seven or eight. Uh, you're not quite close enough to the playoffs to – to see that, you know, down the road. Um, but you've been going at it hard now for, for about two months. And, uh, you know, you really just have to, you know, focus on the task at hand, you know, the today's practice, uh, this, you know, seven-on-seven seven period or this team period. And, you know, you can't just stroll through it accidentally and just sort of, you know, sleepwalk through practice you've got to be and that's on us as coaches to make sure that you know we're focused on the right things in this particular drill or this particular team period 
what do we got to get accomplished? What do we need to be better at? And and get those thoughts in your in your kids' heads so that they're focused on it as well. You mentioned practice. How do you manage practice right now? Because this is, you know, week five. You know, guys are still kind of healing. You know, it's 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 a rough game. It's physical. And you also want to keep guys fresh during this playoff stretch there. So how do you kind of handle practice right now? Well, our our routine right now is about the same as it has been since the season started. Uh, we do as we as we get a little closer to the playoffs, we evaluate you know any any changes we need to make. Uh, we usually will will back off in the intensity, the amount of intensity. You still have to get after it a little bit each week to to keep uh, to be prepared for Friday night, but. Um, you know, every week we talk about the next week's practice schedules, what we need to accomplish, you know, the periods we need to to have for the week. And, and that includes, you know, at some point here in the next few weeks, you know, do we need to back off a little and, and freshen them up uh, for that playoff run? Hopefully the weather will help with that. Last thing for Keith Riggs, head football coach at Jinx, as they prepare to take on Westmore tonight. Or pardon me, <clears throat> no, it is Westmore tonight. There's so many mores right here on the Blitz 1170. <laughs> you, you mentioned keeping them focused and keeping improving. You know, you had those a couple of early losses, the 27-26 Santa Fe, the loss to Owasso before you bounced back and beat Union. It's going to sound funny, but do those early losses kind of help with that focus sometimes rather than, you know, it's kind of breezing through an early part of your, your season? Well, they certainly can. Uh, I, I don't subscribe to, you know, the philosophy of good losses, mm-hmm. but um, if you learn from it and grow from it, you know, you can turn it into a positive. Certainly, it probably brought to light what was uh, lacking in our team, what we needed to get better at uh, losing those games. So, um but close wins, you know, if your team is, is honest with itself and, and doesn't just judge themselves by the scoreboard, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to see those same things uh, and, and try to improve on them. Yeah, that's one of the hardest things, though, not judging by the scoreboard, whether it's a big win, a small, whatever, and just focus on that getting better. It's, uh, it's kind of one of the fine-tuned points of, of coaching, no doubt. Well, it's nice to be home. Keep everybody safe out there, and good luck to the Trojans tonight. All right. Thank you, guys. You bet. Keith Riggs, head football coach at Jinx, right here on the Blitz 1170. You hear that game right here on the Blitz 1170. You also hear Dallas Cowboys games here on the Blitz. We'll cover some NFL in a few moments, including last night's game where Detroit just did Detroit things, at least Detroit things lately to the Green Bay Packers, who suddenly you had to bring this up. are just not all that in a bag of chips. Before we leave high school, though, all right, some other games tonight. Union at UConn making a trip. Again, 21 years I broadcast Union football. I've never been to UConn. I broadcast the Union uh, Union UConn game. But I've never been to UConn. Brand new state, well, brand new. It's fairly new. Yeah, it's fairly. You know, actually, somebody there's a cookie cutter mold for stadiums uh, down there. It seems to be in Putnam and Enid, or Putnam, Putnam and Edmond and more. Uh, and now that they've got the same one, apparently at UConn, at least from what I have seen. So uh, Union at UConn tonight down the down the turn, turnpike. Pardon me, Norman North here at Broken Arrow. Interesting game. Norman North's really good. Broken Arrow gets the district win. That's an important game for Broken Arrow and Josh Blankenship tonight. I'm sure he's glad to be home. Need to win that one. Oh, absolutely. And you, you and you'll see. Well, this will be a true test. We'll see how much momentum 
can you get from that win last week? Yep. And then Mustang Owasso, another important game. I'll Mustang, be at that one tonight. Yeah, travel. Oh, you are okay. Traveling over here. Owasso trying to get better during the season. A really good Mustang team. Tahlequah Sand Springs tonight. Sepulpa at Coita. Uh, Collinsville at Bishop Kelly, East Central at Memorial, Central Casha tonight. And then Bixby, as you mentioned last night, beat Southmore 66 nothing. It's what, five in a row now with over 60 points? Four. Four in a row like that, something like that for them. So they have continued to play really well. Let's look at some high school football from last night. All right, now let's get back around to that NFL game that Scott's not going to want to talk about. And the reason he's not going to want to talk about it is there was an awful lot of this kind of thing going on last night. Goff. Deep again, wide open, making the grab and taking it. It is St. Brown. Amon Ross, St. Brown for 24 yards. So just like that, 35-24, Lambeau leap right into the arms of some Lion fans. <laughs> you know, and to that point, you know, they talk about Lion fans at Lambeau. I want you to, you know what it's like at Lambeau. I mean, certainly the crowds there are of course, pro Green Bay's, Green Bay's, you can imagine. And you remember Aaron Rodgers running into the end zone a couple of years ago against Chicago and yelling, I own you, and that kind of thing. Well, imagine being, though, at Lambeau, and the other fans are louder than you. Listen. I feel like I'm screaming right now because you would think that we were in Detroit with these fans. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just, just enjoy this, Lions fans, for a second. Well, they deserve that. <laughs> Sure. Uh, that was an impressive showing. I, did you see any of it, Scott? No, you were with the, you were after I was. Where you? So you no, I saw it. a little bit of highlights this morning. That was, uh, I mean, obviously the outcome was depressing, <laughs> but but that was depressing too. There, I mean, there were a, there were a good chunk of Lions fans in the regular season finale mm-hmm. last year with, yep. because with a lot that was riding on the line in that game in Green Bay, but there was probably five times that last night, mm-hmm. and that's. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I wonder, you know, every every NFL team has fans in every city for the most. That's just all there is to it, right? But how many of those went from Detroit? How many are from the area? How many are just on the bandwagon now suddenly in their Lions fans? I'd love to know if they came from Detroit or from Michigan at all to be a part of that. Now, if, if you're a Packer... You know, I thought Jordan Love played all right in the first couple of games last night. Not so much. Uh, Lions win 34-20, by the way. Uh, Jared Goff was not – I mean, he wasn't fantastic or anything, but he is 5-1 and one against Green Bay, and he's won six in a row against NFC North teams. And get this, Scott, this is an interesting stat. The 24-point halftime lead for the Lions ties for their largest road lead in team history. And you know the Lions are one of the oldest teams in the NFL. Can you imagine? I never would have thought that a 24-point lead at half would tie for your all-time biggest lead. It is a little astounding, but at the same time you think about it, about how bad the Lions have been in their history, it's not surprising. <laughs> well, so. they were really good a long, long, long time ago, right? And then they went through those those periods where they weren't. Green Bay... Dismal held the 53 plays, 53 plays, 230 total yards, 27 rush yards. At one point, they had one more total yard of offense than I did, and I was here in Tulsa last night. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, if if you're Matt LaFleur, you look around and you realize, nah, I don't have a lot of help and nobody else cares. I don't think anybody's feeling sorry for us. So we got to get better. We got to look at what we're asking our guys to do, you know. it just everything wasn't good enough. 
So the plan wasn't good enough. I mean, that was that was humiliating being down 27-3 or whatever it was a half. Question is, can you fix it? I mean, yeah, you can, but where do you start? I mean, you know, they didn't make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to be a hard enough thing if you lose the guy who is, you know, a four-time MVP. But when you lose one guy, you'd think, all right, it's not that big a deal. But that team had been trending downward a little bit anyway. Where did it go? Who well, do you blame? Well, part of well, first you got to start with the offensive line last night. I mean, Jordan Love just from what again, I didn't really get to see any of it, just a little bit of highlights. It didn't appear like he had a whole lot of time. So you start with that, and you also have to remember this is a really young team. There are a lot of first year, second year guys on this team. Um, Christian Watson finally made his season debut, so like he's missed the first mm-hmm. three games and and had a nice Aaron, big catch. Yeah, Aaron Jones was. You know, he finally came back after injuring his hamstring in the opening win over the Bears. So I don't – the frustrating thing is you is what's going to happen with – and this goes with the offensive line. What's going to happen with the future of David Bakhtiari? Mm-hmm. Now, here's a guy they the Packers put him on the injured list before the game started, so he's out at least four weeks, and they're saying now he may not even play again this season, and he's just been – riddled with injuries he was really good in that bears game when he played but then hasn't played since and you know he's just had this injury bug throughout his career and he's when he's good when he's playing he's really good and he's the, the staple on that offense oh yeah line. there's no doubt about that and to your point you're right they are young uh, they they did have guys who aged out if you will they had other guys just leave they are a young football team but man that's that's hard to take if you're a green bay fan who's been a fan for a long time at home that's that's what makes it even worse of course here on the blitz you're going to hear new england at dallas fascinating for a lot of reasons you know the cowboys after the <clears throat> kicking by arizona have to straighten themselves back out a little bit dak's got to keep you know do a better job of of not giving the football away even though they really were manhandled early in that game by Arizona. They still had a chance, and then Dak throws the pick at the end. But one of the more interesting points about this, and it's going to be a storyline, is Ezekiel Elliott, who, as you know, we know that for Dallas, he was an absolute rock star for years. Now in New England, going back to play, and somebody asked Zeke, as you would, hey, does this mean a little bit more? And here's his answer. I mean, yeah, it's cool. You know, it's cool going back to Dallas. You know, I, I spent a lot of time there. It's a lot of great times there, but... I mean, I think you got to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's, uh, you know, going out there, getting better as a team, and going out there and get another win. I mean, I keep saying it. This is another week for me. Uh, not going to make it bigger than what it is. Uh, I want to go out there and play Patriot football. I want to go out there. We want to get better. We want to get a win. It's just the next stop on our on our 17-game journey. So. All right, so he's trying to downplay it a little bit, but you know, I mean, there's got to be, unless he's just the world's most calm human, there's got to be a little bit, yeah, I want a little extra here. Now, I, he, I don't think he has an argument with Dallas. He had a really nice career there. Pollard clearly at this point, at least in my opinion, clearly at this point is a better player right now than Zeke was in, you know, at the at the end of his career. And he is, let's be honest, he's sunsetting that career. But I got a feeling there's got to be something, don't you think? Well, yeah, I'm sure he's going to – there's a little bit of motivation just by the way it ended, and, you know, yeah. you kind of felt cast off by the Cowboys in the front office, and, you know, you kind of want to show them, hey, I'm not done. 
and I'm going to show you. So I'm mm-hmm. sure that's probably going. There's going to be a little bit of revenge motivation, I would think. And he, you know, Sunday. he's got friends on that team, and that's great. I mean, he'll be able to see guys that he played, you know, played with, and all that is fantastic. You'll hear that game again right here this weekend on the Blitz 1170, 750 on the Blitz 1170. He's Scott File. I'm Rick Corey in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Hey, would you like some tickets to Pumpkin Town Farms? They're open again. Now it's a fun place to go. Just drive by there near 61st and Garnett. Take the whole family out there. We have a way for you to win a four pack of tickets. Just go to the blitztulsa.com that is theblitztulsa.com right now and sign up and you could win a four pack of tickets all right when we come back we're going to tell you what travis hunter uh, said and did with the guy who hurt him mr blackman and another travis hunter story that eh, he's not going to like quite as much but we'll get into that coming up here on the blitz 1170 as we prepare for a college football weekend thank you for listening to this exclusive blitz 1170 podcast from bravado wireless